have a collect call from an inmate at the Washington Correctional Center. To accept the call, press 5. There's nothing like waking up to the sound of clacking and buzzing as the doors crack in the morning after count clears. Waking up to the reality of life in prison. For some, it is just a stop along their journey, a milepost, an experience. For others, it is a revolving door, in and out, in and out, and that's their way of life, stuck in the cycle, pulling and eating away at them. And then for some, it becomes their destination as the hammer came down and that judge issued them a death sentence. The slow way, by way of life in prison. This is the life of a lifer by Taylor Conley. Thank you for joining us. We are here today to tell you a cool story, a romance, a story of love that is built and grown in the most strangest of ways, yet is beautiful and flourished like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. So... Today here I have my wife, the lovely, the only, Cecilia, my Mrs. Connolly. Would you say hi? Hi. <laughs> Isn't she cute? Anyways, our story, our journey began back in 2015. I was going through struggles in my life, and so I got myself an online profile. I wanted to meet some new people. I wanted to open myself up to the world, see if I can make a friend. And lo and behold, the first person who contacted me was Cecilia. She sent me an email, and so I sent her a friend request on my JPay, something where we can exchange emails on. And she I, responded I send you a letter. Back. I she sent you a letter, letter? Taylor. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't an email. It was a letter. No, it was a it was a it was an email through the website that you contacted me through. So yes, I mean okay. it was I guess okay. technically a letter because I did receive it in the mail, but you sent it via email online. So oh, yeah, maybe, right, I guess. Maybe a bit of both. However, we started exchanging emails and then we also started writing handwritten letters which were very nice, and we became good friends. The friendship flourished. I, I felt like the place that I was at was good when I was talking to her. I, I really connected with her and, and felt complete. And so I wanted to take, you know, be able to put a voice to who I was talking to. And so finally she gave me her number, and we got a hold of each other on the phone. By getting a hold of each other, I mean, I called her because she can't call me. So, anyways, I got on the phone with her, and it was magical. As soon as I heard her voice, 
my heart melted. Well, I want you to tell us a little bit about what you think happened there. How, how did it go for you? I felt like I have already talked to you in the past. I feel like I was home. I, I, it was magical. It was really crazy, but I love it. It was really, really fun. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, as we continued to talk, we started talking more and more, and then we began to develop a relationship more than just friends. We started to really like each other. And then we decided that, hey, we should meet in person. And so Cecilia was living in Georgia at the time, and she was nervous because, I mean, this is something completely different for her. She comes from a completely different culture, and she was in a relationship, a relationship that wasn't going well for her and she didn't know if it was the right thing to do she'd never done anything like this before and I don't know why don't you why don't you explain it I keep talking yes yeah. yeah so yes it was difficult because when I wrote you I was then my intention was then to be in a relationship my intention was basically to be your friend to be there for you and I also was in a relationship at that time. So I remember when I was sitting in the plane just ready to take off, I was wondering if she would just leave or she would just stay. It was difficult. It was a, a very uh, very critical part of my life. But I, I decided to go and see you because I, I, it was just something meant to be, you know. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so what was it like? When when you got to the prison for the first time and you were awaiting to come in and see me, what were you thinking? So, so it, you were really nice. I have the support of your mother and Phil, so I wasn't alone. But I I remember that I was expecting something more like the movies, like with more security and a little bit more uh, gray, but. It, I was just fine. It, it, it was something that happened naturally, and I felt comfortable. And I remember seeing you for the first time, and I, it was it was great. It, it it was meant to be. <laughs> it was meant. It was meant to be, because we completely hit it off, and from that point forward we were just in love we fell in love from that point forward I remember the first kiss that we had and I remember you didn't want to kiss me in front of my mom and so (laughs) (laughs) and so they left and then at the end of the visit we we ended up having our first kiss and it was amazing I remember the way that your lips felt was just so magical I just wanted more. The five seconds that we got was not enough. And ever since, <laughs> yes, and the, I've just been craving uh, more and more of you. <laughs> I remember that first case, and it was for me, it was like in a rush, because it was the first time where I feel that I could not express myself because we were being watched and we were like limited to five seconds. 
but it, but I, I really like it. I remember going back to the hotel and I still feel your lips in my lips, and it was I love it. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was quite amazing. Yeah. Just thinking back to how far we've come since then, and how it's like it seems that we've been together forever, yet it's gone by in the blink of an eye because I can remember that like yesterday. And so through all this time, eventually you you move from. Georgia to Washington, you. Yes, uh, but, but first, first we got married, right? A year later, April 2016, and by December yeah. of that year, I was moving from Georgia to to Washington. Yes, we got married yes. first. Remember? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Very critical point that I guess I left out. Okay. So. <laughs> so. Anyways, yes, after we got married, had a wonderful wedding, and then you moved, and you were able to start coming to visit more often, and we were able to spend more time together, and really um, just the the whole thing that has made our relationship work so good, even though despite the circumstances as we, you know, you're out there and I'm inside of prison, but we have like a normal relationship. We have like a a good relationship because our communication is good and we're friends. We're like best friends. So to me, we started out as friends and we still continue to be best friends. Like you're the person that I feel comfortable with talking to and to share myself with. And and it's, it's really amazing that despite all the things surrounding us that could potentially be negative. And we've gone through difficult times. I mean, it's not an easy stand. Uh, and I know it can't be easy for you. Well, it's like all relationships. Is uh, Even if you were not in prison, it's, it's normal with two human beings with different needs. And some, sometimes we don't agree. And I feel it's normal. We have a normal, healthy relationship. Yeah, and I don't see you as somebody that's in prison. I see you as my husband and my best friend. And prison is just a situation, a reality, but not that doesn't define you. You're not you're not defined by that. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about the redemption? What do you think about people deserving another chance? Do you think that? That is something that is possible for people that are, are serving life sentences. First of all, I really think the life sentences is too much. Uh, I I feel that yes, it could be people that are dangerous to society, but those people are not mental mentally stable. So these people should instead of being in prison, should be be taken care of to be fixed or to find a solution. Life sentences for me is too much. A lot of people just watch news or cases that don't realize that the sentences that we're getting in this country are really extremely long. And I believe in single chances, but I believe that the person has to actually be doing something to earn it. It's not something that you get for free. 
through these four years I have been with you, I have been witness of people that are doing great things, but also I have been witness of people that are not concerned or worried about doing the right thing. They are not trying to better themselves, but they first have to better themselves to then talk about second chances. What do you think about that? Brings up an in, that brings up an interesting point there about how there is people that are doing great things and are changing their lives around and, and uh, making something with their life despite their circumstances. And then there's people that aren't. So as of now, there is no system in place to be able to judge that, to be able to have a chance at redemption or second chance. But together, you and I, we started this this company called Designed Conviction, which we're looking to give a platform to those people that are doing that. And, you know, it's so amazing that, you know, you see this and, and clearly you understand what's going on and therefore, you know, you believe in what you're doing. And, and I think it's just amazing and I thank you so much for, for working on this and putting your time. I know you put a lot of time into it. So I I really encourage people to check it out and support it. And, you know, you put a lot of money into it as well. So it's something that if people support it, you know, do something about it. Like, do something to contribute. That would be amazing. It doesn't necessarily have to be in money. It could be in time. You know, I know you're looking for volunteers to kind of help with some of the projects, some resources, you know. Uh, whatever activities that you're in, into, um, you know, maybe that would be something that could be involved in what you're doing. The social enterprise aspect of this is the community coming together to do something to make a difference and make a difference in the world of incarcerated people, whether that's people inside a prison or felons that get out and struggle because the society that we live in and the system that's in place makes it difficult for people, though not impossible. So we just want to help and create a platform that's going to that's going to create positivity within those communities. Yes, and the idea of the same conviction as a social enterprise is to be inclusive. Instead of trying to just go to war by yourselves with your case and your story, is try to unite and identify common grounds with people that are trying to do exactly the same thing and people that are doing the right thing. So I think together we can have a better impact, a better success than trying to do it separately. And also there are a lot of people out there, in there, that don't have support, they don't have anybody to help them. So we're trying to find them. So when we talk about volunteers, it's about people that can help us to uh, basically create the database for these people and also to help promote and spread the word. And if we can also find a sponsor so we can have more resources that can be put into these people, that will be really, really awesome. That would be awesome. So I understand that mm -hmm. it's your birthday, and a special someone may have made you a nice special card. And do you have it there? 
I wonder what it is. Would you like to open it and share it? No, I don't wonder. That's mine. Well. <laughs> this is this is what I have to deal with here. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. Well, how about you. this? Bye. Happy birthday to you. Now we're talking. Happy birthday to you. I want Happy you to say it in Spanish now. You want, I want you to sing it. Happy birthday to you. Do you know in Spanish? <laughs> I don't know for this. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> okay, I'm opening right now. Doesn't say my name. Who is Maria? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. Love you. You are my always. Do you want me to read it? Huh? No, I'm not going to read it. You're not going to read it? <laughs> not read but it. Not out loud. I don't want to read it out loud. It's mine. Yeah, read it out loud. Uh-huh. Oh. Mrs. Conley. I love you with all my heart and all of my soul. You are the one for me, baby. You give me a purpose in life and a reason to strive to be better. I hope that I can fill your life with happiness and let you know how amazing you are, darling. You are beautiful in every way, the love of my world. I could not imagine my life without you, baby. I need you like the sun needs the moon. Oh, you can bless me. We are together like a hand into a glove, that perfect fit. I love you, Cecilia. And you will always be mine until the end of the time. One more, more. That will be more. Thank you, uh-huh. Aww. Aww. I love you. I love you. You put the right name. Good, yeah, Mo. Thank you. So, anyways. Having said that, and we have a very, very spoiled young lady here on our hands, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for today, and thank you for joining us, and tune in for next time on The Life of a Lifer by Taylor Conley. Keep on walking.